in the 21st century Hard-working people working hard for you and me Moving higher time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving higher Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Sit down with Dawson Tire. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, obviously, is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Will, the premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. And once a month, I get together with the guys from Dawson because they're kind enough to uh, be a sponsor here on the Moving Iron Podcast. And we talk about everything there is to do about tires. And uh, this week is no different. So I have Eric and John from uh, from Dawson Tire and Will out there in Gothenburg, Nebraska. And guys, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Casey. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it the opportunity to be doing part great. of what you're doing. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys being a part of it as well. So there is uh, no lack of things going on. Everybody's got a million things going on right now in the countryside. Everyone's out planting corn and soybeans and getting stuff going. And this year is actually being somewhat cooperative, mostly cooperative, depending on where you're at. But for the most part, it's been a fairly, uh, fairly cooperative year as far as getting stuff planted. And I guess uh, as you guys talk to your customers around the countryside, what are you guys hearing about uh, planning progress and, and what are you guys seeing out there from uh, from some of your customers about just the overall uh, uh, ability to get corn in the ground this year? Yeah, I think this year, like you said, Casey, it's a, little, it's a lot different this year than it was last year. I thought it was yeah. interesting that in the week before last, it was, what, 27% of the corn was planted. And then this past week on Monday, the reports came in and it was 51%. Yeah. So to jump that much in, in a week has been impressive. And uh, to be quite honest with you, the people that we've talked to, um, everything seems to be going pretty well. They, they're getting corn in the ground. The tractors are rolling. Um, everybody, even with all the doubt that's going on in the public today, it seems like the uh, American agriculture is just steaming on and just doing what it does best. That's right. So it's been uh, been an interesting spring. Yeah, it sure has. Eric, as you, uh, you know, as owner of, of a company and all the stuff we see going on now with the coronavirus and this uh, social distancing and those kind of things, how's that affected Dawson Tire and, and what are you doing different now than you were doing, say, six weeks ago? Yeah, it's an interesting question. We did take some of the same measures that most people did, Casey, where we had everybody that could work from home go home and figure that out it was a it was an interesting learning curve for everyone to it probably took all of three weeks to to get into the groove and get some effectiveness back but it it's working out um our biggest goal was keeping our operations and service staff safe and and keeping them going because you can't you can't work on a combine from home or yeah, it's tough. A planting tractor or shit out tires on wheels, ship them out. So, um, I think it's been, you know, all the customers, everybody that's come and found the doors locked and read the notes. People have been super understanding and happy to accommodate and very respectful. So that's been good. I'm, I'm, as far as our business being impacted, I think we're seeing a, a little more hesitation, a little more cautiousness but we're still really busy um, yeah through the through the planning season obviously there's always the last minute rush orders and things people are trying to get done to get ready to get in the field or, or change something to do a better job so 
I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm in the world of agriculture. I, you know, I've got a lot of friends in other businesses and, you know, talking to a friend who was in an office furniture business and they talked about it going down 95%, 95% of their orders getting canceled. That'd just be a real stressful situation. So yeah. I'm glad where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It, it was nice to know that, that we were, uh, needed to go to work every day and uh not only had the opportunity to go to work every day but we needed to go to work every day so it was a it was a it was a great thing and i'm, I'm glad we're kind of on the tail end of this we just got to get the uh, flip the switches back on here and get the uh get the american economy back rolling I'd, all right guys i hate to hate to get it border on the political discussion but i'm also very thankful i live in nebraska mm -hmm. and we have a governor that's i think has got a lot of common sense so Yep. The next time I see him, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to tell him thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, he was one of those late to the party when it came to shutting things down and then what got shut down and when got shut down. And I think, he, quite honestly, with I mean, I think it was it was the best move. And now we're getting stuff back open, back up, and get things moving in the right direction and, and uh, keep things plugging, man. So I'm, I'm excited about the uh, next couple of months here and what that looks like. So hopefully we can get, get things uh, turning again. All right, so... Before we started here today, we kind of asked you guys what uh, was on your agenda, what you want to talk about, and this is one that I, I never thought about, and it is a uh, it's a great a great trend line to follow. But but uh, you brought up uh, trend lines in uh, radial implement tires, and what that looks like. So I guess as uh, as machines start to get heavier and implements are getting heavier, radial tires are getting to be more of a popular uh, trend on implements. Yeah, I I'll probably kick that one off, Casey, with just a. Uh something that I would have never thought about 22 years in the tire business and you know the implement world was bias 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 and from you know 9515s 11L15s just everything and I think John Deere started the trend when they started putting those big truck tires on those the big planters the super single truck tires and yeah. and started using some truck tire size even in bias but so I think in the last, it's probably been the last three years, we actually would sell more radial implement tires today than we do bias. And that's just, it's something real interesting. I pulled some just interesting numbers, that big super single truck tire that's on the, and I don't know the John Deere planner numbers, but the big John Deere planners, um, the truck tires that John Deere was putting on, we carried like 9,500 pounds at 120 PSI and that same tire in a, like a Firestone destination implement will carry 10,700 at 70 PSI. So it just goes back to that same you carry more load with the radial tire. Your flex doesn't translate to the ground in the same way. And you get a bigger footprint and a lot less compaction. And when you're messing with the dirt right around the seeds, we know how important compaction is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep, I have noticed that on some of these bigger, like uh, like a DB90 or DB, even some DB120s, those kind of things where you've got 90, 120 foot um, bars out there and, and you're pulling those across the field and then you, you fold those up and you uh, pull them behind a tractor. There's a lot of weight on that pivot point in the very back. And that's where those, uh, those tires are coming into play. And, and like you said, I've seen everything from the, uh, the big single, um, truck style tire um that you'd see back there and i've also seen some some smaller track packages that go along with those so yeah there's a there the the weight 
and not just necessarily the weight either though, but the speed that they need to pull these things down the road um, is also starting to play a big factor into what we're seeing on the, as far as uh, transportation tires go. Yeah. And, I yeah, think that's- and Casey, I think, we, sorry. The other thing I think is that, you know, you're seeing more, technology coming into into the field like um you know we've seen like john deere with the exact emerge fent with the momentum planter um some of those where every little thing is impacting what you're doing so you know you think about it when we were when when we were planting at two and a half and three miles an hour and going through the field with the 12 row planter you know that was a whole heck of a lot simpler than going through the field at 10 mile an hour with a you know, a 20 some row planter. Right. I mean, it's, um, everything makes a difference now. Yep. Yeah. I always, I love these, these conversations. Cause I you know, like, um, we've got these screens that play behind uh, the counters at the, at the store. And there's a, I don't know if it's even on there anymore, but there used to be one that popped up and I don't even remember what tractor it was, but, um, I mean, remember which one it is now, but, but they were, uh, talking about the the reset on the three point. So they were showing a tractor, a little 50 horsepower tractor going through the field and go through a diff and the, the three point would just stay, you know, the little hero we was driving would, would stay right where it's supposed to. And I know the guy that's driving that tractor, like, I just don't have to get any better than this, you know? And so now you kind of fast forward here a little bit and the guy's in the field with a, with a 16 year old planter going, you know, three and a half, four miles an hour going like this, just, this can't get any better than this. So now we've got guys out here who are, planting 400 to 500 acres a day um, with a, with a single planter. And some guys that was their entire 10 week or 10 day job was to plant that 500 acres. So there's a, uh, the, the speed and, and, and growth that we've seen in just the ability to get stuff planted has really, really taken off and grown. So on the planter side of that, we, um, John brought up that on that new, um, the new fin planter, there was a, the ability to regulate the tire pressure depending on where you're at on what you're doing there using uh, VF tires to do that. So talk about that technology a little bit, John, and what you're seeing happening there. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm an old deer guy, but I do have some some Agco friends, and Fent is kind of making a push, and a big push of theirs is technology. And and uh, one of the things that I noticed was I was reading an article on the new Momentum Planter and watching a, a video off of Facebook from a buddy of mine uh, who's actually down in Louisiana, but it, uh, it's pretty interesting. They actually use a central fill or a, a tire fill where part of the technology goes into the planter um, is the fact that when they're on a VF tire, so very high flexation tires mm-hmm. for ultra low ground pressure. And the second one is that they can adjust the air pressure in the tires so they can set positions in the field where the tires can change uh, pressure based on what they need for flotation. Uh, and then when they come out of the field, obviously the tires inflate for, for going down the road. They, they put a higher pressure in them for going down the road and road transport. So it's kind of, I think I said earlier that every little thing makes a, a big impact when it comes to planting and, and in the, the way that we're planting today. And I think that's just another indication that now it's not just seed placement and depth and how clean is the row um, making sure that everything is, you know, the seeds don't have any bounce or skip when they hit the, the bottom. Um, now it's always to, it's, it's all the way to where it's, it's the tire pressure going through the field. So not just down pressure on the planter, but now tire pressure as well. So 
kind of all of those things coming together to make it one big package. Yep. The technology um, just across the board and, and seed placement and seed bed preparation and, and all those things, every little tweak and every little just nuance adds a little bit here and a little bit there. Next thing you know, you gain two or three bushel across the, uh, across that field. So it makes a big difference in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's that little, it's those yeah. little things too, isn't it, Casey, that yeah. make the difference because we're not selling the crop for more. Right. So it's the, it's just those little dials that just, it's, it's amazing how, how much advancement there is in that. Sorry, John. No, I just think it's interesting that, and now you look back and you kind of, look back and you go, why didn't we do that before? Why wasn't that something that we've always been doing? Um, you know, and I think every time you have an innovation, it's, it's probably the same thing. It's like, well, that wasn't that hard. Why wouldn't we doing it? But it took engineers and um, big corporations, you know, it took them three, four, five years to come up with some of these technologies or more in some cases. Yeah. The military has been, military has been running central inflation system on their trucks since the what? Forties. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've they've been they've been running that for a while, so that's a uh, that is a uh, it's a bigger deal for sure. All right, so last year was a, an incredibly wet year. Um, anything that guys could get to get on machines that would help flotation was a was a huge deal to get them in and out of the field. Whether it was big singles across the combine or the tractors or track systems or whatever it was, and you talked about uh, some sprayer floats that you were doing um, in uh, Nebraska and Kansas and, and some of the different stuff you were seeing there that you hadn't seen in a while. So talk about that a little bit and what you see happening there. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that last year it was a, it was a requirement uh, and guys were buying them just so they could get in the field. And now um, it's not necessarily a requirement this year, but we're seeing it as a uh, it's becoming a personal requirement that they, uh, they put floats on and they realized that they were a lot less tired and that their back hurt a lot less and it was a lot more comfortable going down the road and going through the field with those big tires on than what they had previous years. So it's, it's kind of a, an interesting scenario. I think Eric, Eric told me that story a few days ago. I found it pretty interesting. Yeah. And, um, and you know, that geographically, Casey, there's been areas of the country where floats are a requirement, always have been, always will be. You go to... You know, you go into the Dakotas, Eastern Dakotas, um, even Alberta, Saskatchewan, where they get a lot of wet soil. And it's just every year you, you, you do a lot of flotation tires and wheels, especially for sprayers. But last year it was Western Kansas, Western Nebraska, Texas Panhandle. Over that, we pulled our sprayer into the field and we're leaving 14 inch ruts and so we need something different. You sell them floats. And like John said, they're coming back and saying, that's just amazing that the, the, the machine just rides so much nicer. It's just our operators aren't getting some custom applicators saying the operators just come back and say, don't ever take those tires off. So it's just yeah, amazing. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of funny to, to think about, but these guys are driving big machines. They still put a lot of hours in that. That hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of hours. And, and today it labor is not a, an easy resource to come by. So think about taking care of your people better by putting the right tires and wheels on it. Maybe that's yeah. just a different, yeah. <laughs> different no, way to think about it. That's a, 
you wouldn't think about tires being that big of a deal uh, when it comes to just how your how your overall machine is going to ride and how it's going to make the comfort that comes from that. You think about performance and you think about that and those kind of things, but you never really put the the uh, two and two together to get the you know what if I put this tire on there, I'm gonna have a little better ride, a little more a little more gentle ride when I'm when I'm going through those those bumpy fields. So I, I can see how that that's going to be. Do you see that? Uh, do you see more the of the customers that you have right now? When it comes to sprayers, where they they are buying a, a set of row crop tires and a set of float tires more than they have in the past, very much so. It's it's becoming a very significant or an important part of our business because what we would say probably sixty to seventy percent of the machines out there would be running floats, mm-hmm. you know, part of the year until the crop comes up. Yeah, John has have the float sizes gotten bigger. I mean, I, I, when I was, when I first started doing this, you know, you'd see some guy with like a, like a 710, you know, on there or something like that. And now they've kind of creeped out there to 800 and now they're kind of, are they getting wider and wider or are they, have they kind of peaked here for a while? You know, it's, it's, it's a good question, Casey. I think we've seen definitely some wider sizes get put on and there's been some experimentation with getting bigger and bigger. Um, but I think, you know, that 710 is still a very, very popular size. Uh, number one, it stays you know, it's easy to transport, um, and it's big enough to give you the flotation that you need, but not so big that, you know, it gets hard to maneuver. I mean, let's face it, when you're in one of those big sprayers, you know, you're, the visibility that you have down to your wheels uh, front and rear isn't always that great. Uh, so it's, you know, the wider you get, the harder it is to get that thing up and down the road. And one thing we definitely see more and more with sprayers is a lot more road travel than, yeah. what, uh, than what we see with a lot of machines. Yep. Yeah, roading of, of sprayers is a uh, that is getting to be a bigger deal. There's more sprayers that that get transported. I mean, as far as hours go, the hours they get put on um, is significantly more hours in transport than you see actually working in the field. So there's a uh, significant amount there. One question I've got about this: um, so tires on sprayers seem to get taller every year. There's a seem like they add another inch to the tire they put on that that sprayer every year. Do you see that becoming more of a uh, of a trend where you're going to see a, maybe a, a wider, taller, not not quite as wide, but maybe a taller tire to maybe uh, offset some of this uh, some of the weight we're starting to see on on these machines? I think I think Casey, that's you you hit it with the weight. That the reason they went taller was one of the reasons was just to get more footprint by mm-hmm. making the tire longer where they couldn't go wider especially in the road crop situation. So it's got to be a limit somewhere. Yeah. We, we haven't seen a lot of wider taller. So we haven't seen the flotation tires get exponentially taller, although there's some, there's some really big tires out there. But it, at the end of the day, it is the, it's the footprint for compaction and the ride because equipment manufacturers have done a lot of things to make the ride better but the tire is still most of the suspension for the equipment yeah and there's airbags and all those things but they have to be pretty stiff to to handle the weight and speed and so the we're still dependent on a tire manufacturer to design something that makes the ride livable yep that's for sure and carry the weight that's for sure but yeah so there's you know everybody out there ordering uh uh, 710 that's 54 or 60 inches tall yet you don't have anybody doing that you mean make it shorter mm, no 
getting like that 60 inch tall tire yet. And then I'm, oh, I'm yeah. 710. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's, no one's doing that yet. <laughs> well, there's the big challenger 1000 tractors. Mm-hmm. Is it the, there's some, I guess they, they do have some big tires, big tall tires on those, don't they? The front yeah, wheel assist monsters. Yeah. The front wheel assist tire on that, the, the, the flotation size for the front wheel mm-hmm. on that is the same as the normal flotation tire for a John Deere sprayer. Oh, okay. No. So there 650, 6538 is, yeah. the, is the front wheel dueled on that yeah. tractor. Yeah. That's, uh, they do have a lot of rubber on those, on those uh, challengers. There's a, they are in those fence. There are, they are up there in the air for sure. For sure. All right. So, here we are in some pretty rough times. Um, quantity prices are down, you know, cattle prices are down. Guys are looking at how they're going to uh, kind of bridge this temporary uh, uh, lull in the economy. And, and one of the best ways to do that is looking at uh, used tires. So if you guys uh, have one of the best selections of used tires that I know of uh, here in North America. So as you, uh, as you look at your used inventory, I guess, what are some of the, some of the high points and what are some of the, uh, some of the areas where you think you could really offer some uh, good opportunity for folks to get some some cheaper opportunities on their uh, on their retreads on their on their machines. Yeah, Casey, I'd say one of the things that we've seen trending and changing <clears throat> this year, this spring, is that we've had a tremendous call for for used um, new takeoffs or seventy um, percent, you know, wear type tires. Um, so there's been a lot of people. Uh, both online, on the phone, uh, that have called and reached out to Dawson um, about our used selection. I think, Eric, we've got somewhere around $4 million in, in used tires uh, inventory um, sitting there waiting. So, you know, I think there's a lot of guys that looked at their tractor and they probably held off trading it in uh, pre-plant. And they they know they need new rubber and they know they needed something better to get through the field. And so, they're looking at some, you know, how can I, how can I get some new rubber, some better rubber on this tractor, get through the planting season, and then kind of make a decision on what's going to happen with it going into, going into the summer months. Yeah, I, and I will say this: when I'm looking at used equipment that I have in my lot, the first thing I'd want to check is that tire. You know, if it's a, if you're in that fifty percent or less range, you're you're starting to look at the useful life of your tire. Then and. Uh, the first place I wanted to fix on that, the appearance of that machine is, is the tires. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, uh, that's the biggest selling point because honestly it's, it's as expensive to retire a, a tractor these days, brand new anyway, as it is to, uh, uh, to replace a transmission in some cases. I mean, there's, there's a, it's a, it's a pretty big expense and, um, the, the used tire selection you guys have really make a difference when I'm looking at a, a track that's got, four or 5,000 hours on it. Um, and I can get a set of 70% rubber to put on it. It actually kind of goes with the machine. You know what I mean? It really kind of fits well with what, what I'm trying to do. So, um, anybody out there listening to this, if you're in used equipment, make sure you check out Dawson tire and their used equipment selection. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that very few people think about Casey, but you know, you kind of came up through used equipment and, but you know, the tires are probably what the second most, uh, expensive wear item on a tractor today. Yep. Yep. Second or third, yep. you know, engine transmission tires. Yep. Yep. And it's, uh, it, but the thing about it too is, um, it, it has as much impact having, having horrible tires on a machine have as much impact as a machine that's got blow by, 
You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those, one of those situations where it's, it's just as important, you know what I mean? Cause the, the expense, it's not so much, yep. I mean, and also performance. I mean, if you got a machine, especially the weight we're lugging around now, um, if you don't have good grip on the ground, um, you're not, you're not going to go out and you're going to slip and you're going to do everything else. And it's just not efficient. And, you know, like we've talked about this whole, this whole episode here, um, efficiencies make the difference between, um, honestly making a living and, and not. And, and this is a, that's great. This is a great point, a uh, great place to go look at, um, you know, getting that, that extra little bit of, uh, of efficiency out there and not paying a, uh, arm and a leg for it. Yeah. I think the other thing with the selection too, and you know, if you talk to the accountants in the organization, they'll, they'll tell you we have too much and it doesn't turn enough. And you, you probably hear that from time to time in the equipment world. I hear that a lot. Yes. <laughs> we, we give way too much for it. We don't turn it often enough and the margins sucks, but, um, it, you know, I t- took a couple calls even on Sunday this week, you know, guy looking for a sprayer tire cause he blew one. Well, to have one that matches and not have to replace four, that's another yeah. big savings. Yeah. So he happened to have a continental 650, 65, 38 that he blew. Well, we, we had one to match and that means a lot because they can keep going and they don't have to buy two or four mm-hmm. to, and then they have one sitting in their yeah. tree, tree line that they don't know what to do with. So I think selection's important. And I think we've done a really good job, John, of the quality of our trades. We've, we've really upped our game and in our check-in process and our certification process and, you know, not just taking anything. So as I go out there and look at what we do have, it's, it's pretty good quality stuff. And I, I think that, is good for the growers and the equipment dealers that if we say it's 70%, it's all a 70% and not stubbled. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing sells better than a machine with mismatched tires. That's always the, that's always a great selling point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's important. That's, and that's, that's the thing about you guys' selection is that just like the example you put out there, having a machine ready to go, um, with all four tires being the same when it comes in on trade is, is such a huge deal. Um, even if you have three tires that are 70% and, and the fourth tire, that's a different brand or whatever, that's still 70% having, you know, three fire stones and one continental or whatever you got, whatever your mix is, it just sticks out like a sore thumb and it's glaring because tread patterns are different and, pitch on the treads. I mean, there's so much difference about it and it just looks different and you can tell and it just looks like junk. So yeah, tires are, are a huge part of the aesthetics as well as the ride and the performance of the machine. No doubt about it. Yeah. It seems like your, your eyes are just kind of automatically drawn to, you know, when you look at a, at a tractor, it's like your eyes are automatically drawn to the tires and you know, if they're really worn or look bad, it definitely impacts the overall impression. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, I think we've, uh, we've covered it. Um, anything else you want to throw out there before we, we shut this thing down for the day? No, just ask, just wanted to ask you quick, how, how you're doing? How's, how's the equipment world from your perspective in today's climate? You know, since the first year, things have been doing pretty well. Um, our shops have been staying busy. Our, 
Um, parts of the business have been staying busy. We're in that time of the year, you know. Um, I, I joke that if I woke up from a coma and, and didn't know what was going on, I wouldn't realize that there's anything happening out there based on the traffic in our stores until I went to Walmart. And then I'd realize that something crazy was going on. But, um, but I mean, just going to Walmart, you realize something crazy is going on regardless <laughs> of what you're doing. But, um, you, you know, I, I think the overall, um, we're in that kind of, we're in that time frame of the year where equipment sales aren't necessarily the hottest item on the, on the planet with guys getting stuff planted and those kind of things. With the pace that we're seeing, um, getting through planning season here, I think that uh, you know May and June could be uh, some some pretty uh, productive months for us when it comes to selling used equipment. The auction market is as busy and full as ever, and it seems like there is uh, there's plenty of stuff going on there. Uh, no let up anywhere, so plenty of things are going on. Plenty of guys are looking for stuff. Um, my biggest concern is uh, you know how long can we have. Uh, buckle five cows and, and 270 cash corn and, and, uh, and how long can that last? And, you know, I think as things get opened back up, we're going to see, uh, more, um, things happen. The ethanol deal is a big deal. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think as, uh, as the economy gets opened back up and, and more people are driving, um, the ethanol thing will kind of, I'm not going to say it's going to happen overnight or anything like that, but I feel like it's going to, it's going to flip a switch and we're going to see things uh, start to start to move in that direction. Um, on that subject, my wife, my, my, we've got three kids. My wife runs them all over hell's half acre when, when things are going like they're supposed to. And, and uh, she bought her first tank of gas in five and a half weeks uh, since this thing's happened. So it kind of, I mean, that's as a, I never really gave it much thought and to what it was like, but I'm sure most of the, most of America is that way, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, you see these uh, videos of, of oil tankers off the coast of California, and there's, you know, as far as you can see in any direction, they're just out there floating around full of oil. So, you know, it's kind of opens back up. It's going to be a slow and steady rebound. Um, what, what took uh, six weeks to, to crumble will take probably a few years to get back to the, to the way it was. But um, I, I think in my, I guess, as I take a look and see what's going on around us, I I have, I'm positive still about about the overall economy and what we're going to see happen. We just got to get these uh, bars and restaurants and, and social gathering areas back up and running so we can get the uh, other sixty uh, percent of our commodity agricultural products into uh, into people's mouths and into their stomachs. So, uh, knock on wood that we can make that happen here pretty quick. Yeah, no, it's good. Good. Uh good to catch up thanks for that yeah no well i appreciate you guys appreciate you guys being on the podcast uh eric if folks want to reach out to dawson tire and wheel what's the best place to do that go to dawsontireandwheel.com online or our phone number is 888-604-3403 give us a call somebody will be here that's great and john you got anything else you want to throw out there before we shut that things down no i just appreciate the time this morning casey all right. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. I'm Casey Seymour from Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure to check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also, check out MovingIronLLC.com for all the latest news as far as Moving Iron goes. I've dropped a podcast, or I dropped a podcast. I dropped a uh, blog here last week, um, kind of a continuation of the uh, of, of what I started there in my uh, little essay series that I'm, I'm putting out. Also, check out uh, Global Ag Network and all the great podcasters out there as well. So until next time, I am Casey Seymour with Eric and John from Dawson Tire and Wheel.
Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century.